every day on the big show. What? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On. It's what's going on across the Zone Sports Network, the big opinions, the big news, the big guests. We get to it each and every day here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, it came out late in our show. Uh, Gordon, did you hear the uh, the big news on the Joe Ingles front? That he and his wife, Renee, are, uh, have, a, uh, have a surprise coming? Well, I mean, it could have been planned, I guess. And not a surprise. Yeah, a happy, I mean, like, where are you going a there? Event. A surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Were you expecting this, Joe? <laughs> it's it's good news. I hope it's not a yeah. surprise. I guess it's a surprise for us. I suppose I wasn't expecting it. Oh, jeez. These things happen. I love this no, show. No, I'm not suggesting that uh, at all. I, 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 didn't, I guess I chose the wrong word. Here's here's Joe talking about it, though, with David and Pat. Well, thank you very much. Uh, exciting, tiring times ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, if your wife is pregnant, you're obviously not practicing social distancing. Well... Yes, yeah, it's funny because we obviously um, put it out there yesterday, and it was obviously you never publicly announce something until it's the right time. Obviously, with pregnancy is is a big thing. So, um, if anyone out there and lots of people try to do the math, and no one got it wrong, everyone <laughs> um, had a little guess, and everyone trying to be funny thought they'd said oh quarantine baby blah 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 if you do your maths and you know when you are actually allowed to announce uh, oh not allowed when it's safe to announce a pregnancy go do your maths and come back and and have another shot at guessing because everyone was wrong so it was definitely pre-quarantine that's my okay Doing the math, uh, actually, you'd come up with roughly Valentine's Day because typically you wait through the first trimester, oh. three months. So Valentine's Day, Joe. Uh, no, wrong again. Yeah. People also that was the other guess. Other guess was the other the other. I'm not that romantic. <laughs> that was the other guess was um, it was obviously pre-quarantine because of the timing, um, and everyone was saying all-star break, which. I don't even know when that is. Start February, um, which is also wrong. So you guys can keep guessing, but all you need to know is <laughs> the baby's healthy, and obviously we were comfortable announcing. So whatever week you think that is, good luck to you guys. But it was not All Star, and it was not quarantine. Oh, that that went an uncomfortable direction. Don't ask him about that. We don't that. need to know the details about when conception happened. No, I don't want to know. You'll hide nothing from David James. <laughs> <I don't> wanna, <laughs> yeah, seriously. We want to know, Joe. 
The social distancing question from PK. Come on. There are certain things that maybe a whole lot of people out there are are not going to give up. All right. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, we don't need, you know, Bob Woodward on this whole thing. We don't, like, (laughs) just leave it at congratulations. Happy for your family and let's... Let's move on. We've, uh, we've assigned a team of uh, investigative reporters to this, and we want to know the exact time and place. Come it says on here now. on February 14th, the moon was in a waning stage. <laughs> ah, just, hey, congrats, And Joe. you being an Aquarius. Uh, excited for your family. How, uh, yeah, let's we, move on. We don't, we don't need to know every detail, but uh, we're happy for Joe and Renee. And, uh, you know. Yeah, this is this is baby number three. Uh, now, Joe did talk about how he's not really in the mood for name suggestions. Are you going to name the kid David or Patrick if it's a boy? I will 100% promise you that we do not call any of those We'll find out when the time's right, and I'm sure we'll let everyone know, and we'll not take any suggestions of names, so don't worry about sending them through. <laughs> okay, well, if you name the kid Dennis, we're going to assume you're just sucking up for another contract. Oh. That's probably the funniest thing you've ever said. We'll put it on the list. It's a short list, oh, but it's on man. the list. That's why you're sports show the decade. <laughs> did you did you like fielding suggestions when uh, Lisa was expecting for for names? I have no problem with that. I mean, if someone has a a, a nice idea for a name, yeah. If you if you uh, if you uh, if it's a good name, then yeah. Did you guys Who have a method? Where it comes from a How method much? for for settling on on the names? Oh, uh, just a just a, 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 a conversation. Meaning, if Lisa liked it, then that that's what was going to happen. Yeah, well, I had some say so in the whole thing. Our relationship has never been that. Oh, well, if she wants it, then I got to acquiesce to that. No, I got an opinion. Express the opinion and. And if there's a disagreement, then yeah, then you then, uh, work then through that. She wins, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> what, but was it on purpose that all your kids, if I'm not mistaken, have unisex names? Like they can be used for girl or boys, right? That is true. That was just sort of a coincidence. Oh, it wasn't planned. I was on. I was curious if you had planned it that way. No, no. Because no. I like that. I think it's kind of cool. The spelling is is more, or some are more feminine than. Uh, than others, you know, so you can tell by looking. Like they at have it. hearts over the eyes, yeah, or what do you mean? No, no, <laughs> what does like, that mean? Well, for instance, the name Aaron, uh, in for a woman, E R I N, and for a man, at least traditionally, A A R O N. Oh, okay. But they sound phonetically. I thought like yeah. Austin did, though, like hearts over the eyes. I thought that was pretty funny. It's how you write it. Yeah. It makes it feminine or yeah. not. I don't mm-hmm. know. And it's it's much more uniform. Like the handwriting is much better. Uh, okay. Then how did you fellas come up with the names that you named your baby? Pretty much how Jake described it. Whitney liked it, and that was the choice. He's <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> See, that's so weird. I think you guys should have some say in it. I'm teasing-ish. Uh, uh, I'm, not, for, I'm not sure you are. <laughs> for my daughter, it was we like family names. So we went through a bunch of family names, and uh, we we settled first name is on hers, uh, Naz's side of the family, middle name's on mine. Hmm. All right. It honestly shocked our entire families that we agreed. We both, because we, we, we never agree really on anything, 
but the fact that we came up with a name pretty <laughs> relatively quickly that we both liked, we were like, okay, well, let's stop hearing suggestions or else we might not agree anymore. So, well, wait, so it makes sense. You said you rarely agree. That, right. On what to eat, where, what movie to see, uh, where to go on vacation. We uh, we never agree on anything. You of those take things. a lot of L's, don't you, Austin? You know what's next on what's going on. So so so. <laughs> hey, I take a lot of L's too. I'm not. Uh, so I'm not saying, saying I'm any different. A lot of conflict resolution in your relationship. Then I'm told a lot of the time how I feel. <laughs> And I'm told that's just fine with me. That's right. <laughs> and I hear I'm okay with it. I hear, yeah. I hear oh, this, is this is the best. You know, I actually had the... the Whitney, uh, this is just a show. Uh, I had the intestinal fortitude once to say to my wife, uh, you know I survived many years before meeting you. And she said, she goes, yeah, there's a big difference between survive and thrive. And I said, uh, well, yeah, comeback. that's that's probably true. Yeah. Well, I like relationships where you can express your opinion without without fear of retribution. <laughs> don't pretend and, like you're any different than us. Don't don't do it. We know how it is. We've we've met you. What does that mean? We've we've interacted with you. We've yeah. known you for a long time. We've we've gotten uh, few but insightful insights into uh, the the Monson relationship, and I can safely say that. You're in the same boat as Austin and me. Not true. Well, I okay. might, ulti- I might right. ultimately, ultimately but she makes me believe, she makes me think that my opinion is being considered. Okay. All right. That, that's uh, which that's is no different. Huh? Then, then, yeah, but I, I don't tippy-toe around. I'm not afraid to voice my opinion on matters. Did either uh, of us say that? Oh yeah, I voice my opinion well, all the time. I mean, it's just I, never I, I the way it the, the way it goes. <laughs> right. Never, I'm not. I'm yeah. not just saying whatever. Right. I, I yeah. have no say. I, I let my say be heard. Right. Well, I'm but just then we just not no, listen no. to. We just here, lose. Here, yes, no, no, I know. See, my wife is bless her heart, man. She she gets frustrated when I don't express an opinion. If I say whatever, I don't. You know, that's not what she wants from me. She wants me to. To express how I really feel. I mean, this comes right down to Whitney will hold up two shirts and say, which one should I wear? And without fail, I'll say, I'll pick A and she'll go with B every single time. And I'll say, why do you ask me? Why do you ask me if you're just not going to listen? But she, if I say, I don't care, she wants an answer. So right. I just pick one, and then I know she'll pick the I, other. I know exactly exactly what you're talking about. What, so what, 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 so does she, Gordon, why he just she doesn't ask? acknowledge it. No, why, why would she ask if, if she's going to go the other way every time? Maybe that's she thinks what, I have poor taste. That's or what Austin asked. <laughs> and by the way, how many how many country concerts have we teased you about going to? And you're just like, well, I, Lisa likes to go. Yeah, I'm basically not that, what, confirming exactly what we're talking no, about. No, I don't. I don't always uh, acquiesce. Mm. No, are you kidding me? You just you, you've known me I all these years, example. and you think I acquiesce every. Single uh, time, not true. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, Lisa about maybe you that. don't. She'll think, tell you how it is. Maybe you I'm don't. Not saying, think that's I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I always get my way, but she doesn't always get her way too. Sometimes you compromise. Sometimes you work it through. You figure out, and, and oftentimes it comes out to a better outcome. That sometimes way. you think you are compromising, no, but you're I, you're given the whole ground. Uh, there are things that I do give ground on, but there are things where um, where my opinion is uh, is. Uh, is considered heart with a, uh, with a heart. Like uh, which with, lunch meat to purchase? With sincerity. What? 
like which lunch meat to purchase and and those types of things. No, I don't get involved in that stuff <laughs> so much. You know, the fabric softener, I really like that. <laughs> oh, okay, Gordon. Oh, Gordon. Uh, we believe you. It's all right. It's true, man. I that's know, one. Of, yeah. That's one. That's I know one you of my think wa- it is. That's one it's of my okay. wife's best qualities. Look, I get it. When she <laughs> digs her heels in and she really wants something, chances are real good that that's the way it's going to go. But which makes you t- no different from us. Wait, but that's what exactly what we said. Exactly what we said. No, no. There are times when I uh, have a strong opinion. Uh, on the contrary, and, and that gets heard too. Yeah, on the times she doesn't care. Yeah, I know. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> if she doesn't care, then yeah, she goes, sure, go ahead and do that. But if she cares, then that's really what matters. We make You make a good point there. Uh, but, but, but it's not like that. Well, it is. It is a little like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on, here's Joe Ingalls. Uh, was asked if he's uh, participating at the practice facility. Are you taking advantage of this opportunity to get into the practice site? Uh, I haven't been in, no. <laughs> what, I, I don't think you made that decision lightly. What went into it? Yeah, a lot. Um, obviously, the secret of, of Renee being pregnant is is a big part of it. And um, it's funny because I've done interviews and people have asked me about going into the facility because they opened, whatever, a couple of days ago. And um Obviously, I haven't been able to, to say about Renee. Um, Quinn and the Jazz knew. A couple of the people there knew because of obviously they were asking us and whether we wanted to go in or not. And, um, like I said, from day one of this happening, um, that OKC game for, for me, the, the first priority is, is my family and um, Jacob's immune system and, and what what can happen potentially to him. And, and now, obviously, with Renee being. Um, very early on in a, a pregnancy, the, to, to risk that and to risk Jacob, Jacob and obviously Miller as well. Um, it, to me, it's not worth it. Um, I've got a gym. I've got everything I can do. Obviously, basketball-wise, it's, it's a bit more difficult. But um, I think as we go along and find out more information and, and keep learning about this whole thing, I think it'll it'll make a decision easier. But there's no way I'm willing to risk my my children and Renee and, and all that to, to go and shoot a basketball. So um, they've 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 made measures obviously to go in there and all that pretty dramatic in terms of the, the it's it's a full on process. I went through the process to see um, what it was like and it's 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 pretty in depth. So I think. Um, Come the right time, I'll, I'll obviously go in there and, and start getting get ready. But um, yeah, I think we we need a bit more information on whether we're going to play or not, and then um, I think my decision will be be made after that because it's it's hard. I'm not I'm, like I said from day one of OKC, my priority was the kids and, and Renee, and I'm, I'm not willing to risk that to, to go and shoot a basketball. So um, yeah, my family comes way before that. Wow, what a what a really insightful fascinating answer right there from joe yeah and if you want to read between the lines there i get the feeling from him that uh that maybe he just soon see the, the season end well see i think he stopped short of that because of the i'm sure the financial ramifications that that sounded to me like yeah he's definitely not comfortable uh with uh, with certain risks and it sounds like 
you know, it's going to have to be, he's going to have to be told, you know, he, that's really interesting because all we have been hearing from the players pretty much, uh, you know, we hear the reports about how everybody's eager to get back to it. Joe, you know, read into that what you will. He's got obvious reservations. Yeah, and it's it, good for him. He's got priorities, man. He cares about his family. Yep. How can anyone be critical of that? I understand we all want to see some basketball again, but, man, priority number one, take care of the folks in your house. Yep. And uh, good for him, man. I think that's uh, that's a good look for Joe, and I think it's coming from the heart. Yeah, I mean, there's some uh, some reports out there, um, ESPN and others. Uh, Bobby Marks had a really good write-up uh, at ESPN talking about what, you know, how the, the pay reduction that players are looking at right now, uh, which is likely the players are going to see a 25% paycheck reduction increase as high as 40% if the league cancels its entire season. So, uh, it, well, actually, let me let me read this part. It says, if the league cancels the entire season, including the postseason, players are projected to lose more than $1 billion in total salary. So. Mm. I think that's probably why Joe stopped short of saying, you know, I hope they cancel the whole thing because, you know, there's a lot on the line. A lot on the line, but he doesn't want to bring anything uh, into his household that uh, would be dangerous for his family. Right, and, and he's he's going to decide how to deal with that when he absolutely has to, it sounds indeed. like. Yeah, I think, look, if they, Joe isn't going to be one of these guys who's just going to hold out or anything. I think he's going to do what – what he needs to do, but he he uh, indicated there that uh, fine started as long as everybody's safe. Let me clear this up, which is I, how he should think. I th- I believe. Uh, let me clear this up real quick, just because I didn't write this wrong. I want, want to make sure people get the accurate info. Here's from the ESPN thing. It says if the league cancels the remainder of the regular season and jumps right into the playoffs, players will likely see 25 percent paycheck reduction increase as high as 40 percent. And so, and then they, if the league cancels entirely, it would be more drastic from there. So I wanted to make sure I, I, think I got the accurate info out there. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Okay, uh, just just making sure mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's already they're already facing that basically. So if they cancel everything, it'll be significantly worse. So I I you know Joe is going to have a decision to make, but at his heart of hearts, I'm sure he doesn't want to sacrifice you know 100 percent of his paycheck or whatever it would be. Because they are out there trying to make a living after all. I know the numbers are a lot higher, but still. Yeah, yeah, of course. But the fact that he even brings that part of it up, I think, in spite of the money that might be lost to him, uh, that that tells me that he he, he means what he says. All right. Why why else would he bring that up if he he didn't feel that way? Yeah, well, and he's not there practicing now, obviously. He said he wasn't, Mm -hmm. so. Uh, let's move on to another bite from uh, Hanson Scotty this time. Matt Thomas, who uh, is the part-time voice of the Houston Rockets, also the full-time voice of the Houston Cougars. I think Matt only does the road games for the Rockets, if I'm not uh, wrong. But anyway, he used to be here in this market. Matt is a terrific person. You and I both know him. He was on with uh, Hanson Scotty today and talked about NBA players might flock to Texas for workouts. The testing originally was supposed to be the eighth, where they were supposed to come in and do that, you know, four mandatory players, or not mandatory, but maximum players. It's got pushed back to the 18th. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if not only the Rockets get players to come in, but other players that live in this area can come practice here, too. I mean, all things considered, for as populous as the state as Texas is, especially in our quadrant of the state, uh, we don't have a lot of, uh, we have a fair number of cases, obviously, but the death toll has been minimal. So, 
And that on top of the fact that we're about to hit 90 degrees on a regular basis, and if you believe the so-called experts, they say that this virus does not adhere well to the heat. Uh, I would not be surprised if Houston doesn't become a place where a lot of players, even if they don't wear rocket uniforms, come to shoot. Because the one thing that surprised me about all this, and I've had a couple of players on during this time, is a lot of guys don't have their own gyms. A lot of them guys don't even have their own baskets. They live in either high-rise apartments or they live in uh, townhomes where there's not areas to shoot. And you would think, all right, these are multi-millionaires. Go find a place. Well, it's at some point, no amount of money is going to open up a gym. And that's been the problem. So that's why I think once the Rockets and Toyota Center gets cleared, and I have, I'm good friends with their equipment manager, and you know they're spending hours a day cleansing and making sure everything is sanitized properly, I think you'll see Rocket players there. And I also think if the league allows it, you'll see some other players just looking to find a basketball goal to shoot at. I think we're, we're probably already seeing that. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I wonder. I, I honestly wonder if there's not an NBA player here somewhere using a facility because uh, Utah's uh, not as uh, locked down as, say, California. Go where you can feel comfortable going. Yeah, I mean, so I, I made a joke yesterday about the Steak Center, you know, finding a Steak Center or something like that. But, you, you know, if you're in California and you're an NBA player and have no access to a gym and can't go outside – then you might consider and piling into the old family truckster and finding a different state. Yeah, I I agree. I would go to a, man if if you knew that uh, somewhere near your home there was a gym that wasn't being used because of uh, of uh, you know uh, in, in good caution and it's right down the street from you, I'd I'd go use it, wouldn't you? Especially if you know that other people aren't in there using it. Well, it actually really depends on, one, my contract status, and two, <laughs> is my team still in it? Because if my team isn't still in it and I'm sitting it on like year matter. one of like a four-year fat deal, oh, uh, yeah, bring on, uh, uh, bring on the ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> a dozen of them, huh? Bring them on. I'm, I'm Jake, never I have a feeling you would, you would let yourself go. No, totally. I'm letting myself go now. But you know that you've got to. You're going to have to. There's going to be a day of comeuppance. Yeah. It might. It might be later, but it, 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 sooner or later, you're going to pay the price for that. What? What? What are you telling me right now? That, if you, that I'm not preparing for the NBA playoffs. What are you getting at with me? Are you Are you <laughs> sentencing just, me to death? No, no. I'm saying if you were a player. You would want to, uh, you would want to, you know, not let it go too far, so you could be, uh, you know, get back, uh, get back to it without. I know, <laughs> unbelievable. I said, of course, it depends on my contract status. Why in a contract year? Tip top uh, shelf, man. I was certainly wasn't wishing you any anything but but good luck and good health. That did not sound like it. That was a uh, real downer. Well, that's not how I meant it. All right, well, it's been nice knowing you, more Jake. coming up next. <laughs> Stay tuned, uh, but let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Tim from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Uh, out there still helping out our listeners, right, Tim? That's right. Like, still plugging away. We're, uh, we've been very fortunate to be deemed essential and been able to work through this entire uh, mess and just grateful and thankful that we've been able to do that. Hey, you guys do so much. What, what do you say is, is your bread and butter? What do you guys go to the most frequently? That's a great question. I would say two things. I would say gutters, um, rain gutters, rain gutter, rain gutter covers, uh, you know, blackout leaves, heat cables. And then, like we talked about last segment, the, the James Hardy siding. Those are probably our one and two most popular things that we do on the outsides. 
And you guys, I mean, uh, we talked about this a little too, nine-time best-of-state winner. You're a local company. Uh, your family's been doing this for generations. And, you know, really, you're the. You know, there's a reason you're the best in town. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, that's what, you know, we like to think that for sure. And obviously, that's what our customers say. We're, we actually survey all of our customers when they do a job for us. They get sent a survey and kind of a great thing. We've got like 93% referral rate, which in our industry is unheard of. So we're really, really proud of that as well. Bottom line, we just want to take care of our customers and, and hope that we do a good job for them and they're going to refer us and refer us and so on. So that's kind of our goal. And, and you know, one thing that we haven't talked about yet today that we probably should is we've got some really good financing options. If customers want to pay for the job outright, great. You know, but maybe if they, they don't quite have the money there, we can help them out with that, whether it's, you know, same as cash, no payments for six months, 12 months, we got that. We can do a long-term financing thing. It's really simple, really easy, all paperless. It's just simple to do. And so that's a, a, something that we're really offering and pushing right now for, so customers can get the job done today and, and pay for it whenever they're allowed to. All right, here's the website to go to, rgsutahsiding.com. That's rgsutahsiding.com. Their phone number is 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. Tim, thank you so much. Love it. Thanks, guys. All right, that's our friend Tim from RGS Exteriors and Construction. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Remember, RGS Exteriors will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy, Brickstone, and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit, Fascia, and Rain Gutters. Check them out, rgsutahsiding.com. Gordon, I'm sorry to admit this, Jake, but I remember when this song came out. That's such a great song. Aren't, aren't you proud of my Shondell selection today? They have so many good songs. I pulled one of their albums out of my, uh, my record collection the other day and listened to it for the first time in a while. It's like it, it. True, it's their greatest hits album, but every song is good. You've got the you've got the oldest music taste for somebody your age that I have ever met. Well, what can I tell you? I know what I like. All right, uh, but yeah. no, you you a Shondell's guy or no? Oh yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's not my favorite music, but it's not bad. All right. Uh, Gordon, all, as all these sports figure out the way, you know, the best way to come back and how they're going to do it, it it's obvious each has its own unique challenge. Uh, we've <laughs> talked about the NBA quite a bit. Uh, we've talked about the Major League Baseball a little bit, and there, theirs is a little different. In fact, David talked about uh, this with us yesterday, too, David Locke. But there's, they're, they've got some financial hurdles that they have to get over, uh, namely the revenue split and how on board the players are going to be to establish a number there, and will it set a precedent? We've, we've talked a little bit about it, and I think they've got a bigger hill to climb, certainly, than the NBA. Well, for the reasons that you just pointed out. Uh, and But is this the time to really, with, with, with the rough go that folks are having around the country and the uh, employment uh, rate climbing, uh, is this the time for a very wealthy athlete to uh, complain about uh, – uh, poor me. Um, I think it's inevitable when we're talking about collective bargaining, because by definition, that's groups of people looking out for themselves. Yeah, what, what we're talking about here is rich athletes uh, having to settle for performing for 
you know, for smaller bank accounts that are still in the millions. Well, I mean, that's one way you can look at it. You could look at the owners the same way, right? Yeah, I, I guess you could. Uh, but you can understand why they might want to pay a little less, given the fact that uh, they're only going to have half a season if they have one. I can't believe you're going to make me uh, defend the players here, where I think the NBA, with their pragmatic approach, is much better, where everybody gives a little bit. But you're going to make me defend the no, players no, no, and their I, value I, I, here? I hear what you're saying, but uh, why, why don't we uh, listen to uh, what one of the players said uh, to uh, form our opinion? Here's Blake Snell, ace pitcher for the Rays. No, I'm not splitting no revenue. I want all mine. Bro, y'all got to understand, too, because y'all going to be like, bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It 100% should be a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half on top of a 33% cut of the half that's already there. So I'm really getting like 25%. On top of that, it's getting taxed. So imagine how much I'm actually making to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't making And on top of that, so all that money's gone. And now I play risking my life. And, and if I get the Rona, on top of that, if I get the Rona, guess what happens with that? Oh, yeah, that stay, that's in my body forever. That damage is not going to be like, the damage that was done to my body, that's going to be there forever. So now I got to play with that on top of that. So y'all got, I mean, y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. It's a shorter season, less pay. Like, bro, this, no, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry if you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher and the amount of money I make is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Like, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. So in my head, I'm preparing for next season. And I'm preparing, well, I'm actually preparing for right now. But as if I'm preparing for next season. Like, it's it's super weird, man. But guys, I'm just saying, man, it just doesn't make sense for me to lose all of that money and then go play and then be on lockdown, not around my family, not around the people I love. And get paid way to hell less. And then the risk of injury runs every time I step on the field. So it's it's just it's not worth it. It's not. I love baseball to death. It's just not worth it. So an all or nothing approach there uh, from Mr. Snell. Well, I, I could empathize with his some of his concerns there. But I'm not sure that his, uh, his I mean, everybody pays taxes. Right? Yeah, that sort of that sort of reasoning didn't really sink home with me. The the family stuff, uh, you know. Uh, but here's the thing with baseball is their players have more leverage than say NBA players, but because since there's not a revenue split per se, uh, the NBA players are really motivated to play because they don't want the cap to get crunched next year because that affects their bottom line. Right. Baseball, it's baseball, it's different because their the revenue doesn't really matter to the players. They don't. There's no. There's no incentive for the greater good. Does that make sense? No, I get you. I hear what you're saying. So he can say that and have that opinion, and, and uh, uh, I get it. I, I'm not going to 
tell somebody how to feel, but there's not. The NBA kind of has more of a group think, uh, incentivized group think going, and I think that that will help them get back faster. Major League Baseball, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a big hurdle. I'm sure he's not the only one that feels that way. Austin, has, how have his comments been received? Do you know, uh, by the public, not too well, not too well at all. Uh, uh, by his manager, Kevin Cash. He said to the uh, Tampa Bay Times uh, today about these comments, he didn't want to speak to them specifically, but what Jake was just saying, Kevin Cash says he's sure that Blake Snell is not the only player that feels this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly enough, interesting, interestingly enough, rather, Blake Snell, ahead of uh, spring training, said that he felt the coronavirus was being hyped up by the media and that if he got it, he got it, and he would be just fine. He was looking forward to playing. Fast forward two months later, and now he's saying he won't play because he's not re- willing to put his life on the line unless he makes all $50 million. It's more about the $50 million, I would guess. Right. But I'm just saying this guy has a tendency to just speak before thinking. Okay, and I uh, I can get that. But I uh, I agree. I don't think he's he's the only one that probably feels that way. We talked about how the NBA if if most everybody's online or uh, you know on board Gordon, uh, they can bring the stragglers along because there's this big time motivation that it's best for everybody. If they don't really have that in Major League Baseball, I wonder how easy it'll be to get players on board. Yeah, I, it's it's a great question. And I don't know. I I I sense more problems here than in the other sports, for sure. Well, I think there will be players who refuse to play. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what what you do with that. I mean, if you were a sports franchise and you were set to go and you had a player that refused to play, would you refuse to pay them? Could you refuse to pay them? Would they just go on the IR? I mean, I don't know how that would work. Well, when you go on the IR, you get paid. That's what I'm saying. Would they yeah. just put them on some sort of injured list or – whatever, where they still get paid, but they just weren't on the roster? That, would, that pay, wouldn't make can, you real popular in the locker room, that's for sure. Well, uh, how, how can you pay for someone who is refusing to work? Right. But is it fair to, uh, is it fair to expect them to work under these circumstances? Yeah, and, and by the uh, way— That's another great question. I, well, here's what's beautiful about collective bargaining is you, know, you kind of have to. But I'm sure there are, there are companies out there that are, that are uh, negotiating these very same topics each and every day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what do you do with an employee who, who isn't comfortable coming into the office? I mean, that's a really that's a that's a real thing that you have to uh, that you have to include in all your your calculations. Right. I mean, we are all humans working after all. I think Blake has some some legitimate concerns. It, it The way he presented his message, though, I can see why that might rub some. Some uh, rank-and-file fans the wrong way. Well, here's what athletes, really, a lot of them don't realize, is the argument that, oh, we really don't make that much is never going to sink home with mm. <laughs> with your, your average Austin Horton out there. It's never going, you're, <laughs> no. you're never going to generate sympathy by saying, yeah, I know you read what my contract is in the paper, but I only see uh, this percentage of that. None of us are, are going to feel bad right. for if we If we take Blake's math at how he said it, which I don't think he's right, but if we just take his math, he will make less than $2 million this season to play 82 games. Oh, by the way, he's a starting pitcher, so he'll play a third of those 82 games, if that, at that. And it's going to take you a third of your it's life gonna, to earn anywhere near. So that. he yeah, can right. stick it yeah. and shut up <laughs> right. while 37 million people look for jobs in this country. Right. Blake Snell, can it? 
Yeah, the way he put that out there, I, I could tell that's Poor not, baby. Not going to be popular. But based- you know, Think about that for a second, though. How painful is it to, 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 to put in a, a season of baseball, half a season of baseball, and only get $2 million? I mean, anybody doing a job and only getting $2 million for their, their efforts, which, like Austin said, are probably uh, less strenuous than, than some others. Uh, you know, I mean, I, you can understand. How's he going to get by on $2 million? Yeah, he's got, he's got more video games to buy, fellas. What's he going to do? What uh? What was it's expensive what, being right? <laughs> was that Latrell Sprewell who said that? What was? Yeah, he said I got to feed my kids. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Latrell. there's just no good way for a player to to express this. Uh, I mean, this is a situation that no one could have foreseen. It's not like suddenly the the owners are being greedy, like some sort of labor negotiation here. Something took place that n- nobody foresaw, and so now they're just trying to find a way through it. And so for a player to come out and say those things, uh, it's just not going to resonate with most people. No, it's it's certainly not. And on this note, we have a Mountain America market update coming up right around the corner. So stay tuned for that. Sam Amick at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Jonathan Tavernari, the former Coug, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Tony them. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for another Mountain America market update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's our friend Joy- Jordan Boyle with us on The Big Show. Hi, Jordan. How are you? Good. How are you, Jake? Hey, doing just great. Uh, let's get a little update on today's markets. How'd we do? So, after a sharp recovery we've had the last 45 days, multiple volatility returned the last few days, but today was encouraging. This morning, the major market indices were up, I mean, were down 1.5% and turned around midday with the Dow closing up 377 points and the S&P up 32, which is more than 1%. That's Some good, major man. market influencers have talked the market down recently. The head of the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell, said yesterday that there are significant market and economic risks ahead, but he followed that by saying that the Fed will be ready to act to support the markets. So does that kind of comment uh, help out in a big way? I mean, do, do people rally around that? Around the Fed saying they're going to act? Y- yes. Absolutely, because when the Fed injects money into the system, it creates inflation, and that's good for the stock market, and it encourages buyers that the Fed is not going to let things go haywire. Hmm. So with that said, uh, any tip for our listeners today? I want you to think about an item that you've wanted to purchase, but it's a little too expensive, like an iPad, a TV, or that collector of Barbie on eBay. What would you do if the price of that item dropped 40%? Wouldn't you be excited to buy and scrape up whatever change you could to see if you could buy it? 
well, why is it that the stock market drops and the average investor does the opposite, that the investor panics and sells? But why don't we get excited and scrape up whatever change we can find to buy more stocks? I'm not saying that stocks are appropriate for everyone. I just want investors to keep this in mind and start thinking of a market drop as a sale. Mm. That's probably a good way to look at it. Well, Jordan, thank you, as always, for jumping on with us. Keep up the good work. Thank you. It's our friend Jordan Boyle from uh, Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America market update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. See, Gordon, if a, a price of the Hope Diamond fell 40%, you'd, you'd scrape everything you could together to land that thing. Well, in order to do that, I would have to make, uh, oh, about a million phone calls <laughs> to see if I could rally everybody together to go get it. All right, we'll get to uh, Sam Amick coming up next. Stay tuned. But right now, let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Tim from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Still out there helping our listeners. Hello, Tim. How are we doing, guys? Beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. And as we kind of come outside a little bit more, Tim, I'm sure there are a lot of folks uh, around there, like me. I've, I've noticed stuff where you're, you look finally after the winter, look at that exterior of your house, and there's a lot of work to be done. That's why you guys are here. That's that's right. And I don't know if you guys have driven by a Home Depot parking lot, but that'll just tell you yeah, right. <laughs> what people are doing on their homes right now. Yep. <laughs> well, let's talk about what you can do for our listeners. Let's start with uh, that great James Hardy product. You guys did the preferred contractor of James Hardy. Yeah, just uh, anything to do on, on the siding. There's lots of cool styles with, with James Hardy. Um, there's your traditional lap siding. It's, you know, horizontal. You've got your vertical which is your board and batten siding. Um, then there's the shake. It kind of looks like the shingle or the shake style. And then they've got a new line that's all on the artisan line, which is really more modern. So those the customers that like the more modern look that don't want the traditional home, um, Hardy's got some lot of really cool products like that that comes in squares, big, wide squares, you name it, and we, we, we install it. Don't forget about those uh, rain gutters as well, right? If they got some you know damage or uh, buildup throughout the winter, now's the time to do it. No, it is, and you've got a lot of things with gutters right now. You know, it's, it's time to be spring. Um, it's warming up. It's getting nice. It's time to get out there and get those gutters cleaned. The uh, last thing we want to do is have somebody slip and fall on our ladder and get hurt. So call us up. We can go up, get them clean. We can put a gutter cover on so you never have to clean them again. Um, do whatever we got to do on those gutters to make them so they're ready for those summer and spring rains we're having. All right. Check we hope out. to have. Yeah, right. No, yeah, no kidding. It's been crazy dry. All right. So check them out online, rgsutahsiding.com. That's rgsutahsiding.com. Or here is the number, 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. Tim, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have the great Sam Amick coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.